what their goals are in investing because there's different investments. So the one we're about to open today, it's a cash flow play, meaning that it's going to give you 5% cash on cash in year one. So if you put in $100,000, you get 5,000. And the nice thing about that, the 5,000 is tax deferred. So it's the equivalent of making seven or maybe $10,000 if you're in California like me, you know? So that's, that's nice because that's money you can change your life. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azria.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. I'm excited to be with you guys on today because last week we aired a very special podcast with me, myself, actually talking about some things that you all can do. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, I implore you to go back to last week's episode. But this week, I have Dr. Pernay Parikh, who hails out of Los Angeles, California, and He has a very special niche, something very special that he's doing that I want you guys to hear about it. And the reason why I wanted to have him on the show, too, is one kind of for selfish reasons, because I am getting into more raising private capital and he has a very special system and process on how he's raising private capital. So without further delay, Dr. Parikh, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for the opportunity to chat. All right. So. Let's let's give me your backstory before we get started so people can get familiar with you. Who are you? What are you doing? Why do we even call you doctor? <laughs> yeah, so I'm a medical doctor. That means I went to medical school. I did residency. I became an attending. And after I graduated, I you know, I was making a pretty good salary, but I realized that I had to do something with that, right? If I wanted to have a good life, you know, and there was a lot of delayed gratification, you know, a lot of parties skipped, a lot of family events skipped, weddings, birthdays, you know, while Mm -hmm. I was in medical school. So I thought, you know, it's been 20 years of schooling, like, I want to finally start living a little bit, right? I had just gotten married, and we wanted to eventually start a family. So I decided, you know, I like like you always say, you know, I needed some equity, right? I needed something yep. to grow. And I decided real estate. You know, I could have done some other things, started a business, which I eventually did, but I started real estate. I bought a four unit in Long Beach, California, which okay. it's uh pretty close to the water. So nice, you know. 
So, so let me ask you this, uh-huh. Dr. Perret. Yeah. So why real estate versus, like you said, the business? I know you, you started a business, but why did you, why was your first foray into real estate? You know, I had played some Monopoly and I realized that real estate, I mean, how tough can it be? Everyone does it, right? Yep. And <laughs> you play video games and you're like, oh, you know, it's not that hard. And for your listeners, think about where you have a competitive advantage. And my competitive advantage was that my sister-in-law was a real estate agent in the area, right? And a lot of times you have difficulty trusting your real estate agent, you know, because there's kind of different incentives, right? Their Mm -hmm. incentive is to sell you something no matter what. Your incentive is to, to buy something. Even if you save a couple thousand dollars, it's worth it for you to walk away which for the real estate agent, they could lose their whole commission, right? So it's a little Correct. bit misaligned, the interest. So because I had her, you know, the property I bought, I, I work nights at the hospital. I saw the property at 2 a.m. I texted her, which you normally can't do <laughs> to yeah. your real estate agent at 2 a.m. And I went to go look at it at 7.30. I get off at 7, put an offer in, and I was under escrow by like noon. Uh, okay. But... I didn't realize at the time that that was, it was a home run. I I got, I had gotten super lucky. I'd spent, you know, after I bought that, I saved up and tried to buy another property and it it took hundreds of hours and I had nothing to show. I should have just worked during that time. And so that's how, after searching for a little bit on what else I can do, how else I can invest in real estate. That's how I found passive real estate and syndications. Okay. So let's go back to that first four unit. So you just happen to be on what, like Zillow or MLS. Realtor. Okay. You're on the MLS. You had mm-hmm. just happened to find this prior to that. Did you understand like the numbers, the spreadsheets you need to do to make sure you hit that home run or was it strictly by luck? It, so, you know, I Googled it. I was on bigger pockets. I had, so I signed up for MLS. I would get like 20 to 30 emails per day, you know, and mm-hmm. eventually actually in the beginning, it was like a hundred and I slowly refined what I was looking for. Okay. And yeah, I would put all of them in the spreadsheet, you know, and you could find a million spreadsheets to cash on cash, all that kind of stuff and random assumptions, you know, and over time you figure it out, right? You look at what properties are going for. And this is really important. My sister-in-law taught me this is go on Zillow, save the stuff that you're interested in, especially in the beginning, and mm-hmm. look at what happens. How quick does it sell? Does it sell right away? Does it sell for the same price? What would you have offered for it? You know, yep. so then you can get all these reps in without spending any money, right? And Absolutely. then so eventually I knew what how much to pay for something. I knew what the going rate was, I knew how much, how quick it would go. I knew this one would have been really quick, and I knew what I could rent it out for. Okay. So very good. And, and you cut, you touched on something very, very key. And this is what I tell a lot of people that I work with is you have to get those reps. So for the person that's looking to do their next fix and flip, you know, join a lot of wholesalers, buyers list. That way you can start looking at the deals that's coming through and you do your own analysis on those deals and you follow those deals through the pipeline, through the funnel to see exactly what happened. So one of the things that I always do is whenever we put an offer in on a property, we follow that property all the way till it closed. We found out, we find out who closed it. You know, if we don't get the deal, we find out who closed it. Then we follow it another six months later to see 
okay, what did they actually put it on the MLS for after they did all of the work? And I do that and our team do that just to gauge our numbers to see how close we are to what the other investor was. So very, 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 very great, Dr. Parikh. And that's what I suggest everybody do is just start your, start your homework. It's free to shop. Go window <laughs> shopping is what I call it. Love it. So you got, you, you looked at that first deal. So kind of walk me through it. This is your first, first acquisition. You have your mm -hmm. sister-in-law as your realtor, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You went and walked the property. What did you see? What, was there any red flags, anything like that? Cause you're out at seven 30 in the morning. You know, it was my first property. I had no idea what to look for. <laughs> and this is why it's so important to have someone. If you're starting to have someone experience, you know, I mean, I would have paid for her advice if I had to, but she hired a contract, a home inspector and the, the, the inspection report was full. It was full of, you know, red flags. And mm -hmm. she pulls me aside. She's like, okay, this inspection report is going to look really bad. That's our goal to get a discount, you know, yep. don't freak out. I was like, okay. And I was prepared for that, but otherwise, and then the home inspector in front of the, the seller would be like, oh yeah, this is really bad. You know, foundation, this roof, that. And I was like, Thankfully, she had prepared me for it, right? Right, right. Uh, otherwise, I was like going to run out of there. But, you know, we got a discount on the property, despite it being like a great cash play, okay. you know, it was amazing. So it, that's why it's, you know, it's your, it's how you prepare for it. And I, I didn't know I, that was my first walk. I had the mm -hmm. first time I had walked inside of a property, you know, I had looked at some before that, but it's important to have someone on your team. If you're not experienced that they're experienced. Very good. Very good. And and that was wisdom that your sister-in-law gave you because, yeah, that's the whole point of the property inspection is one, to find out what's going on with the property. And then two, to go back to the seller and say, these are the items that we see and we need to have some kind of compensation for these items because these are items that we're going to have to repair and fix day one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, was the, when you bought that property, was it tenanted? Was it vacant? Kind of what was what was the occupancy on it? Yeah, it was fully. It had tenants. They were all paying on time. Wasn't any issue. And you know, most of uh, I think half the tenants still live in there. And that was many years ago. Okay. Um, so you know, in that sense, it's it's Long Beach. It's very. It was very below market rent, but the the seller had bought it at such a low basis that he was making a fortune despite the, the rents being like a couple hundred bucks under market. Wow. Wow. Okay. And then what all repairs did you need to come in and do day one? Or were there any repairs you need to do nope. day one? We fixed us like a shingle or two in the roof. And this, the other thing is important. So we, we got a bunch of contractors like, yeah, you got to replace the whole roof, $11,000. And my property manager She's like, no, that's stupid. And she got another quote, $400. Got, oh, got wow. it fixed. And, <laughs> you know, now I've had it for years, no leaks, you know? So it's okay. super important to, you know, like I said, if you don't have the experience, rely on other people. You know, I had a badass property manager that was just amazing, you know? And she saved me a fortune, right? Okay. That pays for her fee for years. So now, now you mentioned the property manager. Yeah. How did, how did you find the property manager? Cause that's one yeah. of the, one of the things that a lot of people have problems with first off starting out, they want to try and manage the property 
themselves. I'm guilty of that. When I started, I was like, oh, well, I can manage this myself. And then I really found the value of a property manager. So how did you, how did you find that property manager? Yeah. Marcus, you know, all my life is about scaling and leveraging, right? So I always try to think about how do I do the least amount of work as quickly as possible, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, cause especially in real estate, there's a lot smarter people than me, you know, but even in medicine, right? There's a lot, like when I'm at the hospital, a lot of times nurses are better at something than I do, um, you mm -hmm. know, so to give them the opportunity to kind of take over and show their expertise, so I had, you know, just asked around. I, I think people underestimate what their network is. So yeah. I asked my my current business partner. He had he had some property in Long Beach. I'm like, who do you use? You know, and he loves them, and he owns like he owns like 20 or 30 units in LA. That's you know that's a lot. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know that's not like Memphis or Detroit or anything. That's like that's a like mm -hmm. couple million dollars worth. So he was like, yeah, just tell them that you're gonna buy just like me. And I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, he has 20. I'm going to buy 20 soon. Like you should just give me the 20 rate. And so they yeah. gave me a pretty good discount um, okay. just because I was kind of tying myself to him. And yeah, I've had them for years. No issues at all. They've been great. Okay. So leverage those relationships, guys. That's one of the things that Dr. Freak is saying is he had the relationship with his business partner who was already doing this. Why go outside and look for someone else? If you have someone right there in house, that's already doing what you're trying to do. So remember leverage those relationships, but also it has to be reciprocal. You know, it has to be give and take. You don't want to always be on one side of the spectrum versus the other. Okay. So you acquired this property. How long ago did you did you buy this property, Dr. Parikh? Five years ago. Okay, five years ago. Your closing date. Mm -hmm. Did you need to bring any money to closing? And and I'm strategically asking you this for a reason. And when was your closing date? Was it towards the beginning of the month, middle, or end of the month, if you can remember? Oh, honestly, I don't remember when it closed. And yeah, I had I had the closing costs put into the loan. Perfect. Perfect. So that was one of the things that I was going to say for most people, they always think that they got to bring money to the closing table. But what you can do is always roll your closing fees into your loan. So you can pay that out over, you know, 15, 20, 25 years, however long you have your, uh, your note. So that was, that was really, really good. And the reason why I asked about when did you close on a transaction is because one of my mentors, they always recommended me whenever I'm doing a property, that is occupied, try and close either the last day of the month or that last week of the month. That way, guess what? The first week of the month is coming right around the corner. So you walk into cash immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so you can close on, you know, the 30th or the 31st. And guess what? Rents are due on the first through the fifth. Now you immediately get that money, money back in hand. Okay. So Great, great. So what else about that property? What have you learned from that property by doing versus just reading and analyzing? So what are some of the takeaways, you know, by putting your theory into action that really taught you something on this property? Even though you have experts on your side, it's always good to get other opinions, you know, get multiple contractors, you know, if, if your property manager says something, you know, double check. Sometimes you can save money because maybe that's just the way they've always done things and that's fine, right? Maybe that's what their contractor, their preferred contractor does, but, you know, trust, but verify and 
try to look into some of that stuff, you know, but also try to make things as easy as possible for you. I have them pay my property taxes. I have them pay for everything. And then every month they just send me a little, the receipts for everything. Right. And that's the only way to really scale up because you can't, you can't be paying property taxes on 10, 20 different properties, right? You're Mm -hmm. going to forget one. So see how, how you can try to make it even though I only own that one property, well, in terms of fully myself, the way I try to set it up is to imagine that I own 10 of these. What systems could I have in place to to make sure that I can own 10 of these if I wanted to? Absolutely. Absolutely. So prepare now for the scale later. That's what I always try and tell people is wherever you see yourself going five years from now, 10 years from now, Start preparing now, start putting those policies and processes in place right now. That way, when you're ready to scale up, you already have everything in place. So Dr. Parikh, tell me, because I know you said that the property was, the rents were below market. So what was the strategy on getting those rents up to market standards? So what did you guys have to do? We just started increasing rents, you know, people okay. try to make it, people try to make it too complicated. So in uh, Long Beach, you can only increase rents 8% every time. 8% is kind of a lot. So, you mm-hmm. know, I don't want to cause my people to leave. So we've been doing 5% every year. Okay. So I think that's pretty okay. reasonable. So no improvements to the property, anything like that. You just said, Hey, you know what, due to whatever market, valuations it's time for us to increase the rents by five percent yep okay all right it works it works i know some people they would say okay well let's go in and and you know try and turn these properties over that way they can get the higher rent values so with that being said i know you said that you had some turnover how did those turnovers take place? Did you leave it all to the property managers? Did you have any input? Kind of what went on with the turnover? Yeah, so California is pretty strict with who and how you screen tenants. So they do the typical credit checks. What has worked pretty well is to have make the deposit a bit higher. And that screens a lot of people that, you know, maybe would cause damage or maybe they're kind of transient, you know? Uh, So that's one thing we've been doing, but you know, honestly, like most tenants are pretty good and they have a process. I haven't had any issues with people, you know, COVID, nothing, no one's missed a a rent payment. So, you know, if they're doing well, I don't rock the boat too much. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So let's take a brief break, hear a word from our sponsors. And we'll come back with Dr. Parikh. We want to talk about how he's scaling up and what he's doing in order to, to scale up. So let's have a brief break here. Word from our sponsors. We will be right back. PropString is the industry's number one tool for locating distressed properties and connecting with highly motivated sellers with hundred percent coverage across the U S PropString provides a deep dive into any property specific details, making it easy to generate lists of distressed properties and contact to the owners. No other product or service can compare. Gain access to MLS property details like expired listings. You can pull accurate comps, even sale prices in non-disclosure states. This information is typically reserved for licensed real estate professionals, but is also available to you in PropStream. Gain access to unlimited nationwide property search, comparable home sales, targeted marketing lists, and owner contact lookup, built-in marketing tools, hundreds of filters to search and sort leads. 
start your free seven-day trial now by going to proud.propstreampro.com slash we love it. Are you tired of seeing others becoming successful real estate investors and you just don't know where to start? You see all the Instagram posts of others being successful. You see the Facebook ads guaranteeing instant success. You look at tons of YouTube videos and you even attend seminars just to be tricked into 10, 20, or even $30,000 courses. Well, with the Deal Finders Club, my husband is here to change things for you. Have you said to yourself, I'm deadly afraid to talk to sellers and I have no confidence. I don't know where to find motivated sellers. I don't know where to get a contract from. I don't know how much to offer the seller, let alone where I'm going to get the money from to close the deal. Well, in the Deal Finders Club, Marcus and his partner, Mike, are going to show you how to overcome all those ch challenges and more. Find out how by going to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. We'll see you inside. All right, guys, welcome back. We are with Dr. Parikh, and he hails from, again, Los Angeles, California. And we're talking about syndication. In the first half of our podcast, we talked about how he got started and what he did. Now what we want to do is talk about how he's scaling, how he's raising capital in order to bring his dream to fruition. So, doctor, first of all, what's what's your overall goal? I kind of want to be able to choose when and where I work and in what capacity and in, in kind of everything. You know, I was in Cabo earlier this year with my family and I thought, you know, wouldn't be bad to work here a couple of weeks mm -hmm. out of the month. So to have that optionality is what I want. Okay. Okay. And you can't do that by being a doctor because you have to be physically on site because that's what your skills, that's what they request from your skills. So what about, so how are you planning on being in Cabo a couple of weeks out of the month and still have that passive income coming in? What, what is your plan for that? Yeah. So a couple of different sources, you know, I invest myself into a bunch of passive deals and those are doing pretty well. Um, okay. We have a company called Ascent Equity Group that helps high net worth individuals invest in passive real estate. We call it a bespoke experience because we go out, we find a deal, we negotiate, we uh, help people invest in it. And most importantly, we have a full asset management team. That means we're on the phone call with property managers every week. We're looking at the financials and we're really, really trying to maximize profit. And that's one big key differentiator between us and most other people that raise money. Okay. So with Ascent, how many is on your team? Is it you? Yeah. And how many is it? Yeah. So we, we stay pretty lean. Okay. We have probably about five employees, including the founders. And we're able to do that because, you know, we're not doing the day to day. We don't worry about maintenance. We don't worry about leases and all that stuff. What our only concern is finding good deals, vetting them, negotiating, and then making sure that each of them is maximizing profit. Okay. And then is there a limit to where you're looking for these deals? Is there certain states? Are you trying to stay south of the Mason-Dixon line? Kind of what is that buy box for Ascent? Yeah, so we do, you know, we stay mostly in the Sun Belt. We focus okay. on low tax or no tax states. We've done a lot of Florida, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, and we do value add multifamily. Okay. Okay. So you stand in the sunshine states pretty much, and mm -hmm. you're looking for properties that you can go in, renovate, spruce up, and then boost rents, boost valuations. Yep. Okay. Exactly. All right. So 
if I was a doctor or if I was a, a high net worth investor that you were coming to provide an option for me to passively invest in one of your products or, you know, one of your, one of your properties, how would that conversation go? So let's just kind of, I don't know, kind of mock role play as for raising capital. Yeah. So, you know, I would talk to them first about what their goals are in investing because there's different investments. So the one we're about to open today, it's a cash flow play, meaning that it's going to give you 5% cash on cash in year one. So if you put in $100,000, you get 5,000. And the nice thing about that, the 5,000 is tax deferred. So it's the equivalent of making seven or maybe $10,000 if you're in California like me, you know? So that's, that, that's nice because that's money you can change your life. You know, I know it's a couple thousand dollars, but that's a couple less shifts in a year, right? right? That's right. a really nice vacation, right? That's a, you know, I actually calculated, I work nights, I told you, I calculated how much it would take for me to work half the nights throughout the year. That'd be $10,000. Okay. And that's, you know, that's the same as what I said in this yep. investment, you know, if you put in a hundred thousand, so that is life changing money. Right. And you, and that's, that's just the cash that is throwing off, you know, in three years, you're going to about 1.5 X your money. So you'll get, you know, like 40,000 back. Cause you made some money the years before that. Right. That's a pretty good chunk. And if you invest that again and again and again, that's life changing. There's other deals that are, uh, called equity place, right? Where you don't get a bunch of cash because the cash goes into the business to renovate, to do all this stuff. But in a couple of years, maybe three to five, you're doubling your money, right? So you don't mm-hmm. get money up front, but you get a lot more money on the back end. So it's important to find where in the life the doctor is and what their kind of goals are. And we try to find a deal that makes sense for them. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So like you said, it all depends on what the investor needs and what they're looking for. And you tailor, you tailor that investment property to them. So that's good. So you segment, segment your, your offerings, you say, okay, well, this is a, this is a cash play. Now let me find, or let me look in my database for all of my investors that are looking for cash returns immediately versus an equity play two or three years down the road. Yeah. And Marcus, it's really important that you're also trying to figure out, like, you're also educating them, right? Because Mm -hmm. things are different right now than three months ago, than six months ago, right? So some of the deals that people were interested in are actually not available anymore. And it's important to let them know that here's what we're seeing in the market. And we tell people all the time, we're like, here's what you should be looking in our deals or other people's deals. These are the things that are important right now, given everything that's happening. So, so what are a few of those things right now that people should be looking, looking for? Yeah. So it's really important to look for cash flow. You know, even if you're concerned more about increasing your net worth by some of those equity plays right now, cash flow is super important because that means if the property is throwing off so much cash that I can send it to you, then that means the debts, the expenses, all those are covered plus some, right? Right. So that's a good thing, especially now, because we don't know what's going to happen. Supply chain, recession, Mm -hmm. interest rates. Even if you have fixed debt or you have an interest rate cap, meaning interest rates can't go above a certain amount, interest rates affect a lot more than just interest rates, right? Right. And your loan, it affects how much people can lend. It, it, It affects how expensive things are, right? We have inflation. 
So cash flow is really important. And alongside that, something called debt service coverage ratio. Basically, how much money do I make? How much money do I spend? And what's that ratio? So most banks require 1.25. So I need to have 25% more than I spend uh, that mm-hmm. I make than I spend, right? We like to see closer to 35% extra, but the deal we're looking at right now is 1.77. So 77% extra, almost double, you know? And that's great because who knows what the economy and the world is going to throw at us, right? right. Uh, I think people's bingos didn't hit war, inflation, recession, you know, all this stuff all combined at the same time, right? So those are two things that I'd really look for right now. And, you know, that's what we're really focusing on. Okay. And then for your properties, mm-hmm. what's the holding cycle or the holding period? How long are you guys holding? Are you holding for a specific time frame, or are you holding to a specific valuation? Let's just say, Hey, you know what? We bought this property for 8 million. And once we get to, I don't know, 13 million, we will look to divest in this property. Yeah. So a little bit of both. So if we had a great valuation, we would 100% sell. And the plan is for that to happen in three to five years. So okay. kind of combination. Yeah. Gotcha. So gotcha. On the, okay. on the lower end, you know, we don't do long-term holds. We think you're better stewards of your money than anyone else. So we want to give it back to you as soon as possible. Okay, great, great. Well, Dr. Parikh, I mean, this was valuable information, man, valuable information. So right now, what I'm going to do is we're going to put Dr. Parikh on a hot seat real quick. So we'll put Dr. Parikh on the hot seat. So, doctor, starting over, what would you do differently? Yeah, what I would do and what I recommend to most people when they start is to build an audience. You might not know what you're going to do. You don't, might not know where you're going to go. But once you get an audience, once you get some fans and just be you, right? Just talk, you know, I can't be Marcus, right? Right. And so try to be yourself, put your personality out there. And I know it's a little bit scary, right? I I started writing emails like myself, you know, instead of, so for example, the last email I sent, I had learned like a new word. I was like, this is the coolest word ever. And so I put it in the email, (laughs) like, Hey, I just learned a new word, you know? And, uh, And so it's important to build an audience, even if it's a couple hundred people, right? They're following you. And, you know, I I deal with this on my podcast. It's like, oh, four people downloaded. But, you know, there's four people that gave you their time. That's important, right? So start with that, right? So don't worry about what you're going to do, right? Real estate, are you going to flip houses? Are you going to do syndications? Just build an audience, right? And you don't have to be an expert. You can be 10% better, 20% better than everyone else. And they'll learn from you, right? Think about like learning from like, say you're trying to learn tennis and you're learning from Venus Williams, right? Like, yeah, she could probably teach you a little bit, but there's just such a gap that she can't teach you a ton, right? Right. It'd be better for you to get a beginner coach than an intermediate coach than an advanced coach. Mm -hmm. And that's a great way to put it because I know even when I started, my podcast, you know, I would, I would look at long range. Well, you know what, like we was talking before, before we, before we started recording, it was like, okay, you know what? I was supposed to start this podcast a year before I did start it, but it was those self-limiting beliefs, you know, who's going to listen to me. You know, everybody's going to listen to these other podcasters that have, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads and millions of downloads. 
But again, yeah, my mentor was like, well, just start with one, Marcus. Just talk to that one person. And you definitely hit on that, Dr. Parikh. So you guys, you want to get out there. You want to take action. Don't worry about how far it's going to take you. Just get started right now. So Dr. Parikh, what do you believe is one characteristic you believe every successful entrepreneur, real estate investor person needs to have? Yeah, thick skin. Right, you're you're gonna get you're gonna get setbacks. You're gonna have failures, right? And even my uh, medical career, I had a bunch of setbacks. So, you know, almost didn't get into residency. I didn't get into fellowship twice. You know, mm-hmm. but at the end, like what what people don't know that you know people see me and they see me as a doctor practicing medicine, see me successful in real estate, but you don't see all the setbacks. So it's thick skin against what other people say, but. More importantly, thick skin against what you say yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently spoke on a stage and I said that, you know, we can, we are cruel in a way that only we can be to ourselves. And, you know, cause you, you know, all your touch buttons, right? It's like yep. when you get a little cut and you just keep touching it, you're like, does it still hurt? <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. It still hurts. But yeah, you know, give yourself a break and you know, it's not going to go right the first time. Just expect those setbacks and be like, yep. Yep. That was about to happen, you know, and you're mm-hmm. one step closer to the end. And absolutely, it's easy to say. And like, you know, you probably heard it a million times and you're, you're like, yeah, I can't believe I'm hearing this stuff again. But, you know, once you're in the, you're in the trenches, like you'll be like, oh, I can't believe I did that or I said that or, you know, it's, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to be willing to, you know, like I said, with every journey, there's there's peaks and valleys and you got to go through the valleys in order to get to the peaks. And then guess what? Once you're at the peak, you're going to come down, you're going to go back through the valley and you're going to go back up, you know, to another peak. So, guys, you got to you have to, you know, go through those tough periods. And when you go through those tough periods, when you get to those successes they become so much more appetizing than you know if if it was just given to you so dr parik share with us your podcast because i know you have a very inspirational podcast about everything that we talked about so share with us you know your podcast what are some of the topics that you talk about so we can have some of the people that may not receive from me what they need and they may be able to get it from you yeah, so it's called From MD to Entrepreneur. It chronicles like my journey through entrepreneurship. I t- talk to people much smarter than me in entrepreneurship, people who have been successful to learn how they did it, the tips and tricks that they'd have, and really talk and document my highs and my lows because, you know, a lot of times we don't talk about the lows. So for example, I just recently had a podcast all about how being an entrepreneur is super lonely. It's one of the most lonely things you can Mm -hmm. do, right? Especially these days where a lot of us are virtual, you know, my, in my, actually most of my businesses, they're hundred percent remote and it's great because we get to work with people all over the world, but it also means you can't, you don't have people to hang out with, you know, time zones are different. So you're not able to just kind of, you know, have Mm -hmm. that water cooler talk. Yeah. It's difficult because you can't, you can't touch feel and engage with those individuals as if you was in a workplace setting. And that's so very true. And I go through that quite a bit because I do a lot of my work from my home office and it's like, man, I can't go out and engage with people, you know, on a personal level, but I'm reaching and touching so many lives, you know, virtually to where, 
you know, those benefits are there, but sometimes you just overlook those benefits because you're, you're figuring, Hey, it's just me. Okay. So, so great. So share, share that podcast name again for us. From MD to entrepreneur. And it's, it's everywhere. Apple podcast, Spotify, Google, everywhere you can find it. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And then if we wanted to reach out to you, Dr. Parikh, how can we find you working? Where are you at on social? Is it LinkedIn? Where, where are you? Yeah. So Pranay Parikh on LinkedIn, on Facebook. I, I get a little overwhelmed by social media. So those are the two I stick to. My podcast, you can reach me at Pranay, P-R-A-N-A-Y at ascentequitygroup.com. All right. So you guys know what to do. If you need more information from Dr. Parikh, go and find him on social, go and email him, listen to the podcast, do everything that you need to do, because we're all about education and action. So if you don't learn it from me, there's other people out there that's much more smarter than I am, that have much more years of service than I do, that you can learn from. And Dr. Parikh is one of those individuals that you can learn from as far as syndication and how to gain more passive income. So Dr. Parikh, I really want to thank you for being here on the We Love Equity Real Estate Show today. Thanks, Marcus. It's been a blast. Thank you so much. And you guys know what to do. Go and reach out to Dr. Parikh. Listen to his podcast. Give him a five-star review. And guys, you know, always, always enjoy the journey. All right, guys, that was Dr. Pranay Parikh, and I really wanted to have him on the show because he's doing something very innovative with reaching out to his network. You know, I'm always about network and him being a physician, he figured in order to increase his net worth and in order to increase his passive income, he needed to reach out to his network and started start raising private private capital. And this is something that you all can do. This is something that you all must do in these times, days, and ages in order to really be successful. One thing that I always say is the loneliest number in business and the most restrictive number in business is the number one. You can only do so much being a one man or one woman show. So you need to diversify. And like Dr. Parikh said, leverage your relationships. You must give in order to receive. And once you receive, you need to give that back out. So guys, you always know what to do. You know, receive this information, get out there and take action on it. So again, like I said in our last podcast, I will be doing more educational podcasts where I show you how to's versus just listening to the inspiration of other investors. So our next episode will be a how to for me. We're looking at how to, you know, monitor your virtual assistants to see when you're cold calling, when is the most effective time? This is something that we're doing in our business because we want to be more efficient versus just doing more work. So I'll be going over that. I'll be reviewing that. And primarily, I want you to view that on YouTube because I'm going to be sharing my screen and going over some metrics with you. So again, thank you so much. We love Equity Family. I want to see you on the next episode of the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. Remember, go to MarcusEMaloney.com if you want additional information and resources. I am still doing our 15-minute free consultation. 
Those links will be below. And if you're looking for someone to help you get started, help you find that first deal or even that next deal, reach out to me. You can go to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. Me and my partner, Mike, who has 12 years experience in the business, who is the leader of the Arizona Real Estate Investors Association here, right here in the Phoenix market. We have been working together for years and doing deals across the country. And we want to show you guys exactly how we're finding these off-market deals. Some of the strategies we're using to find these off-market deals. And guess what? It do not take a ton of money, but you can make a ton of money. So go to AZDFC if you want more information about how to be a part of the Deal Finders Club. That is the Deal Finders Club, where we show you how to find off-market deals across the country. So thank you so much. And I look forward to speaking with you, reaching out to you on our next episode of the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash Maloney. Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guests as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.